hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome aboard the New York Mystery Machine. Tell, Tell me all, Buffalo Ghosts. It's like we did it together. It's know, the first time we ever that. did it together. I didn't even look at you when I said it. No, too. it just came naturally. I sensed it. <laughs> I sensed it. How's everything going, Christina? Good. Still freaked out from a previous episode we'd recorded. Yeah. It's, uh, it, was, it was a lot, folks. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. We've doing... had some spooky ones lately. We've had some spooky ones. We had the Sweet Hollow Road one a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Yep. And uh, the House of Death. House of Death. We've House been of really, Death. We've been pushing those those scary ones on. Yeah, here. we have. Yeah, we have. Um, Today's not a scary one. I'm a little relieved to hear that. Thank it's you. Not scary. Thank you for that. Um, uh, but it is a mystery. It's a mystery. What yeah. kind of mystery are we talking about today, Adam? It's a missing persons case. Ooh. And it's kind of one of the oldest missing persons cases. Ooh. Um, but before we get into that missing persons Ooh. case, I'd be <laughs> remiss if I didn't do a cheap plug for our Patreon. Patreon? Do you know the- The Patreon? The Patreon. <laughs> the New York Mystery Machine can and hopefully one day will be brought to you by listeners like you. Um, for as little as three dollars a month, you can support the show by heading over to patreon.com slash NY Mystery Machine and becoming a patron. One of these days I'm gonna make this one of our ads so I don't have to like say every episode. Right. This feels like a smarter thing to do. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll do it for next week. Yeah. But then, but I really want to make it sound like super PBS and very VR. pretentious. And like and like I think no. In my dream world, we would just interrupt ourselves every 10 minutes and like do the pledge drive thing. But I think the listeners will We know us. you're having, we're having fun here today, right guys? It's a fun day. And you know, we, we hate to do this to you. We hate to do this to you. We don't want to. No. I'd rather be doing many things. Going home to my wife and kids. <laughs> That's a community reference right there. We hate to do it. It's a great community reference. No one? No one? Do you know it. it? You got, got it. it. Um, hate to do it for you folks. Don't want to do it. Rather be doing a bunch of other things, but uh, we have to. Get to keep the lights on. Got to replace these these broken headphones. Yeah. Replace these broken wings. Learn to fly. Did like, you Did you like, post a picture of them last week, Adam? I yes, think you did. They were posted. They've been good. posted for for weeks now, I believe. Oh, okay, good. Depending on when this episode comes. Out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know that I at by the time you're listening to this episode, I would have been to Florida and back after directing right. a show. Oh shit! But we're you know. We're recording it in advance. We're recording it to you in real time. It, it is. It's coming to you live. It's, it's live. Damn it. <laughs> um, alas. Um, who's missing, Adam? Who's missing? Well, one Theodosia Burr. Oh, you know Theodosia Burr. That Theodosia Burr. Hey, Theodosia. <laughs> Who you at, girl? In 1812. Theodosia Burr Alston boarded a ship bound for New York to re- reunite with her father after the death of her child. Oh. And she never made it. Oh, they don't tell you that in Hamilton. Yeah. So you and I, we, and I assume a lot of folks, know the story of Aaron Burr. Yes. Whether it be true facts found in history and history books or slightly exaggerated ones found in Hamilton. <laughs> was that a dig? Was that a Hamilton dig? I think that was a Hamilton dig. What a Hamilton dig. A, a Hamilton Dick. No, a Hamildig. Well, is it a Hamildig? It's a Hamildig. <laughs> I'm okay with it. But this isn't a story about Aaron, though he will certainly be found in it. Mm-hmm. This is Theodosia's story. Mm. Uh, the girl who will come of age in this young nation. A girl whose father would fight for her and make it right for her. Okay, are we, are we cool now, Lynn? <laughs> we made it cool. Made. I quoted the show-ish. <laughs> no dig. Hamildig reversed. <laughs> it's a good show. We like it. It's fine. It's we great. love it. But you don't talk about Theodosia enough. It's true. Hey, Theodosia. We didn't know this part. That's for sure. Theodosia Bartow Burr was born on June 21st, 1783 in Albany, New York. 
Uh, she was thought to be her father's only surviving child, and as such, was groomed like a son to carry the family legacy. Mm. Now, for those who are familiar with the birth story, many know um, she, her mother is also named Theodosia. Mm-hmm. Um, she is married to a British soldier, mm-hmm. and she is in America at the time, and she is just like straight up cheating on her husband, flaunting it like in the world of birth, like. They're not really hiding it. Mm. They're just like, I don't know about it's happening. It's happening. And she's like, This is Aaron Burr. He's <laughs> fighting for America. And, and I'm sleeping with him. He's my new boom. <laughs> In any case, they give birth to Theodosia, mm-hmm. the second, if you will. I'm not sure what happens when girls have their mom's name. Men, they do the second or junior. If you're very royal, you can be the second, like Elizabeth the second. Oh, it's true. True, true, true. But generally, anyway. we don't do that, which yeah. is interesting. Hmm. Anyway, Theodosia is quite brilliant. Being groomed as a son came with a lot of advantages in that time. Um, Because of that, she'd be given both an excellent and rigorous education. Hmm. An education that she would actually excel in. Even as a young child, she would excel in all of her studies. Good on her. And it's really great, right? Because a lot of women at the time, young girls, weren't getting the education. Right. They are meant to to marry rich. Right. you can also you can do some he- sewing. Do some sewing. You hear it in in the Schuyler sisters. You know, mm-hmm. her her whole thing is to marry rich. Yep. Um, a lot of Hamilton references today. Uh, Hamilton references. Um, Theodosia would lose her mother at when she was the eleven years old in seventeen ninety four. In eighteen hundred, when she's just seventeen, she meets Joseph Alston. Um, a planter from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. The two married a year later and moved onto his plantation, uh, the Oaks in South Carolina. Okay. They also become the first couple to ever honeymoon in Niagara Falls. Oh. And because of them, Niagara Falls becomes the destination it, it, it is now. Really? Yeah, it's a really fun fact. Like they're the first ones to 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 go to this space as their honeymoon. And people start to follow suit, being like, ooh, yes, Niagara Falls. How was it? It was great. There was waterfalls. It was wonderful. I'm trying very hard to remember the line that Adelaide sings about with Niagara Falls, but I can't make the second reference. In the first decade of their marriage, Theodosia bears a son. His name is Aaron Burr Alston. After her. They like repeating names. It's after her father. But following the difficult birth, Theodosia struggled with relentless health issues Mm. and learned that she was unlikely to ever have another child. It turns out she suffered from a uterine prolapse. Mm. Um, She would never fully recover from the great physical pain that it caused. And in addition to the physical pain, she started to struggle to adjust to the isolation of her husband's South Carolina plantation. Mm. Um, You know, she was living such a rich social life in New York. Right. Changing that all up and moving down to the south on a plantation yeah. just was not her cup of tea. Yeah. It's a lot to relocate. So she would soon start spending half of the year in New York with her father and the rest of the half with her husband down in South Carolina. Right. And her husband at the time had the ability that he also could move up and down. Right. History would note that Aaron Burr would start the chain of events that would lead to the disappearance of Theodosia. Ooh. And these events begin on July 10th, 1804. Her father would write to her, and that letter would read this, quote, I am indebted to you, my dearest Theodosia, for a very great portion of the happiness which I have enjoyed in this life. You have completely satisfied all that my heart and affections have hoped for or even wished. This letter wasn't just any letter. Mm -hmm. It was the Aaron Burr goodbye letter that he had written for Theodosia the night before his duel with Alexander Hamilton. (gasps) 
it was written in the case that Burr died instead of Hamilton. Right. We all know that doesn't happen. Right. Spoilers. Burr would shoot Hamilton. Hamilton will die. And this decision would change the course of Aaron Burr and Theodosia Burr's life forever. Mm-hmm. Following the duel, Burr learned that murder charges had been laid against him. And he fled to South Carolina to be with Theodosia. Oh. He would never be tried for the murder and would return uh, to finish out his term as vice president. There is no legal repercussions for killing Hamilton. How this is wild. However, he would later be tried for treason by Thomas Jefferson as part of a false plot to establish a new country from the Western territories and parts of Mexico. So he was accused of trying to establish a new country. Yeah. Okay. So basically, Burr decides... You know, it's really interesting. It's an interesting piece that I feel like Hamilton, Lynn, Lynn really does a good job at setting this up right. Setting up the, the, the delusions of grandeur that mm-hmm. Burr has. Mm-hmm. And the last thing he realizes, like the world was wide enough for Hamilton and him. Yeah. But then with Hamilton gone, he realizes that the country isn't big enough for him anymore. And he needs mm-hmm. to find new space. And so he tries to create this plot to basically take the Western territories, which haven't been st- made states yet, obviously. Right. Take pieces from Mexico and and create a new country in which he would be basically the emperor of. Good like lord. Like he wanted to be a king rather Good than Good lord. Um, so he wasn't just accused. He actually was truly a part. There's plenty of evidence pointing that he did Whoa. try to do this and That's that he insane. failed. Um, the trial, though, was largely a farce. Between mm. this and the death of Hamilton, though, his reputation's ruined. His political career was over and he flees to Europe. Mm. By now... It is 1807, and Theodosia's health was beginning to fail her. Uh, everything from continued complications from her son's birth to uterine, can- uterine cancer mm. had been suggested, but the cause for her illness really remains unclear. Adding to her tragedy, in 1812, her only son would die from malaria. Aww. She would write, There is no more joy for me. The world is blank. I have lost my boy. Aww. During all this, Theodosia would petition for her father to be welcomed back to the country with grace. That's a good daughter. She raised money, corresponded with the Secretary of the Treasury at the time, and sent her father supportive messages and notes about what she was doing to bring him home. She also wrote letters to Dolly Madison, who was the wife of James mm. Madison, who was the current president of the United States of America at that time. Um, I do have one letter that she sent to Dolly in 1809. Mm-hmm. Would, Christina, I know I always use for, for my... <laughs> would you like to read... Some of this letter. Oh man! In your oh man! In your finest Theodosia. My finest Theodosia. I have determined to address myself to you and request that you will, in my name, apply to the president for a removal of the prosecution now existing against Aaron Burr. I still expect it from him as a man of feeling and candor, as one acting for the world and posterity. I am aware that sentiments of liberality and even justice should yield to consideration of policy, but what policy can require the absence of my father at present? Even had he contemplated the project for which he stands arraigned, evidently to pursue it any further now would be impossible. Why is he driven from his friends, from an only child, to pass an unlimited time in exile? I do not seek to soften you by this recapitulation. I wish only to remind of all the injuries which are inflicted on one of the first characters the United States ever produced. To whatever fate Mr. Madison may doom this application, I trust it will be treated with delicacy. Of this I am more desirous, as Mr. Alston is ignorant of the step I... Ooh, ignorant of the step. As Mr. Alston is ignorant of the step I have taken in writing to you. 
which, perhaps, nothing could excuse but the warmth of filial affection. If it be an error attributed to the indiscreet zeal of a daughter whose soul sinks at the gloomy prospect of a long and indefinite separation from a father almost adored, and who can leave unattempted nothing which offers the slightest hope of procuring him redress. What indeed would I not risk once more to see him, to hang upon him, to place my child on his knee, and again spend my days in the happy occupation of endeavouring to anticipate all his wishes? Why don't people write like that anymore? Um, because they're fools. <laughs> you can definitely do some, like, I'd love to hear you do some voice acting. My word. <laughs> In like a radio play. Very, very, I can, I can do a handful of accents and this is one of them. So that's, the, that's one of the letters that she's writing to, to really petition, you know, her love for her dad is yeah. just undying, unwavering. Her father was ultimately set to return to New York the following month after the death of Theodosia's son. But during this period, she had sunk into a deep depression. Mm. Uh, and she wrote of seeing hallucinations and flashes of light. She was unfit to make the journey north, so she waited until December to reunite with her father. Right. So, you know, uh, you know she, again, like I said, slowly, it's it's weird how history, like, presents itself, mm-hmm. right? Like, one or two decisions kind of affect every decision. Right. And her depression and all that really affects when she'll go see her father. And mm-hmm. this will affect, you know, what the, happens then? the main course of the show. Right. During this time, her husband, Joseph, was elected the governor of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So his duty to the state made him unable to travel much during the time. Is this so, why she didn't tell Mr. Alston? Um, I think it's, it, it's, uh, it, it's multifaceted. Okay. I think she didn't tell Mr. Alston because Aaron Burr is disgrace. Right. You know? Um, and if Mr. Alston had any sort of inclination towards public service, like that, and he, that's real bad. And he does, right? Yeah. He, he, he wants to run for governor. Um you know, Aaron Burr is literally on, you know, on the list. Right. No, no one called us. Don't call Aaron Burr. Um, and so I'm I'm pretty sure if I'm her husband, I'm respectively trying to to right. get more space from him if you're if you're right. trying to have a political career of your own. Um, so he's unable to travel because of his commitment. He wins the governorship of South Carolina. Um, but this makes him really anxious, right? He knows that Theodosia's in a bad space. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells him about the, the visions, the hallucinations. Mm-hmm. She, he knows she's not sleeping. Um, he doesn't really trust that she's going to make it okay by sure. herself. So um, he decides that he's going to put her on the Patriot. The mm-hmm. Patriot is a uh, a schooner. Schooner? A schooner? Sure. S-C-H-O-O-N-E-R. I've never heard it said out loud. A schooner. That shoved off from Georgetown, South Carolina, on December 31st, 1812. Okay. Uh, also on board was a small crew and her father's friend, Dr. Timothy Green. Ah, so someone, someone yeah. to take care of her. Literally, that's it, yeah. right? It's someone, it's a friend of her father on there to, to keep her company, small crew, and none of them are ever seen ever again. That's crazy. The schooner was a fast sailing ship and should have completed the trip to Georgetown, to New York, in about six days. It had originally been a pilot boat that had served as a privateer during the war when it was commissioned by the U.S. government to prey on English shipping vessels. In addition, it had just returned from the West Indies, where privateering raids for the United States government had been undertaken 
and to ensure that it would not be recognized as a privateer before it sailed off, indications of its recent activities were erased. The ship's name was painted over, and it was also refitted with its guns dismounted and hidden below the decks. Nonetheless, it is highly likely that the ship, captained by William Overstocks, great name, <laughs> was laden with proceeds from the recent privateering raids. Mm. And that's going to be important to one of the theories later on. Sure, yeah. So the Patriot disappears somewhere between South Carolina and New, and York. New York. Goodness. Various explanations have been offered for the disappearance. Uh, about a week or so passed before Burr receives a letter from Alston inquiring about his wife and her safe arrival. And Burr goes frantic, right? Yeah. He realizes something happened to the Patriot. He's like, oh, I didn't I didn't know she even left. Oh. Um, I mean, they're writing. Like a surprise? Well, not, not a surprise, but that's the thing. There's yeah. no phones. There's there's right. no telegrams. Everything's it's a letter. delay. Right. So everything's a delay. So to you know, it wasn't a good understanding of when she's sure. actually arriving. What you know, time is a little bit murky. A little yeah. Fuzzle. He knows he's on that. She's coming on the Patriot. Right. Um. Just you know, time's a little murky. So he gets the letter, which you can only imagine is now weeks. Yeah. After she's missing, um, and he realizes that something's happened to the Patriot. So he inquires about what happens, and it's revealed that the ship was lost, and there's no signs of the crew, passengers, his daughter, and it nearly kills him. He writes to his son-in-law that he felt severed from the whole human race. I mean, he's lost everything at this point, truly everything at this point. He loses his wife. He loses his, his country. He loses his jobs in that country. He loses his daughter. Has already lost his grandson. He loses his grandson. Everything is is... Is being pushed on. Not that I want to like feel sympathy too much for Aaron Burr, sure. but a man who has literally lost everything that has yeah. that has had him. A man who's literally is his own unraveling, uh, unraveling. Right? Yes. You know, you, you think about the tragedy of this all is that he causes every bit. Mm-hmm. He is li- he literally could be a Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah, literally or Greek tragedy because yeah. he is his own unraveling. Absolutely. He causes this. It's crazy that this is actual history and not something that a dramatist wrote. Right. Because literally everything that Bird does causes the next piece. The only thing that, he, I mean, you can say that every piece of his history, including his grandson dying, it all starts yeah. from this moment where he shoots at Alexander Hamilton. Wow. You know? Yowza. At first, Burr and uh, Alston held out hope that Theodosia would turn up, right? They. They're trying to do search parties. Mm-hmm. They're reaching out. They're trying to figure out what could have happened. Yeah, all the solutions. Sure. Um, but by February 24th, 1813, um, Alston just kind of gives up. Yeah. You know, it's it's been two months, mm-hmm. two full months. There's no, there's no clear sign. Right. There's only so many places that they could be if they just drifted off course, right? Yeah. Either in the end, like it's the ocean takes you, the yeah. ocean don't take you, right? And this again, this isn't now where we'll send people down to dive and find stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison writes, "Quote: My boy and my wife gone both. This then is the end of all hopes we had formed." He writes that to his father-in-law, mm-hmm. Aaron Burr. Three years later, Joseph Alston dies. Burr lingers on for another 23 years, 
but both men were forced to endure countless folk tales describing the disappearance of Theodosia Burr before they can both arrest. Wow. And that leads us to to the bulk of this episode, yeah. which is... What happened? What happened? Because there are a bunch of ideas, yeah. there are a bunch of theories. Some are ludicrous and some I'm are less than ludicrous. So we're going to get into all that in just a few minutes. But first, let's take a quick break. So you listen to our podcast, which means you must love mysteries. But how would you like to solve your very own mystery? Hunt a Killer is an immersive murder mystery game told over the course of six episode boxes. Each box is filled with different clues and physical items such as autopsy reports, witness statements, and more. You'll use these clues to solve an ongoing murder mystery. Work solo or as a team of sleuths to finally crack the case and reveal the murderer. So do you think you have what it takes to hunt a killer? If so, head to www.huntakiller.com and use the code NYMYSTERYMACHINE for 20% off the first box. That's www.huntakiller.com and the code is NYMYSTERYMACHINE. Sign up now and begin the hunt. Bow, bow, bow. And we're back. We're back. So I've got theories. Oh, I'm, 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 we don't have to talk about them now. I want to hear what's going on, but I've, I've got. Yeah, hold on to them. Maybe, maybe they match mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, last we heard, Theodosia lost at sea. The Patriot, mm-hmm. its its crew, um, the doctor she was with, who was a friend of her husband, all missing. All the pirateered never stuffs stuff that could could possibly be on it gone the ship never to be found again so there are many theories as to what happens to the patriot theodosia and all who were on that ship as well were lost Mm -hmm. no sign of them at all and so soon soon right after people are are speculating yeah and the speculation goes on for years nothing ever washes on shore right like there's never like you know okay like nothing of it rushed on shore, which we're going to get into that as well. Later, okay, All right. which is also suspicious, right? Right. How does a boat unless it went go really missing? far, regardless, yeah. someplace in the world, yeah. right? How does a boat just go missing? Mm-hmm. Well, the War of eighteen twelve had been raging for about six months. Oh yeah. When the Patriot sets sail, doesn't Dolly Madison like save a portrait of George Washington? Famously, and, uh, um, she runs out of the. Famously, the British. Get to the White House and set it ablaze. Yeah, they do. And Dolly Madison runs in and grabs the portrait of George Washington that 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 adored the wall, rolls it on, rolls it on up because she can't take the whole thing. Right. And uh, as case with it, but like, literally, like Do- Dolly Madison, like goes into a raging fire to save that portrait because she felt it was so important to the country that. I love that level of dedication. That's real dedication. That's some dedication. I'm like, um, it's okay. I would okay. have just been like, you know. It's okay. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. <laughs> but you got to think, they, you know, the Madisons knew Washington. Sure. Right? They were friends with Washington. They were all Virginians. Right. And if you've just seen your entire, con- you know, your your new country go through hell and all the people lost for, you know, still. Yeah. So this theory is that whether it be a random act of violence or the pursuit of the loot or trying to capture a valuable political prisoner. It's been suggested mm. that the British encountered 
um, some stiffer resistance than expected and sank the Patriot in retaliation. Mm. That basically they got word from spies that Theodosia Burr was on this ship. And um, they were either going to capture her or sink it, do whatever they can. Right. And in the end, ended up sinking the boat. I buy it. There's no evidence for this, of course. And the British never make an attempt to let the U.S. know their actions that they've done. And I think this is a time that there's not really a lot of covert missions. When things are being done, they're done for a reason. If I'm the British trying to be like, yo, we're still in this picture. Do you know how much we're in this picture? We just sunk a boat that had Theodosia Burr on it. That's how serious we are about this. That's true. I don't think they're doing things hush-hush, right? I think they're boasting about it. Right. I was going to say that's interesting because, you know, I mean, there were certainly spies and spy missions, if you think of the Culper Ring during the... Yeah, I don't mean covert as in, like... But in terms of, like, doing an act like this... It's like setting the White House on fire. Unless you... Right. That's pretty, pretty blatant. They're not afraid to be blatant, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You can't set the White House on fire and then be like, whoops, didn't didn't mean to sink that shit. No, did not have them. Who did that? <laughs> yes. Um... There's also a theory about the ship being filled with treasures, right? We spoke right. about, you know, the loot that, that they possibly could have had from the West Indies. So one of the more popular theories was that Cape uh, Hatteras, it's a chain of islands oh, yeah. off of North Carolina, was a notorious pirate territory. Related to the uh, the, the famous Roanoke colony, I believe, is near right. Cape Hatteras. Near that. And famously, the realm of the Carolina Bankers. The who? The Carolina Bankers, <laughs> which sounds the, baseball team. It sounds like the worst <laughs> baseball team ever. Uh, well, the Carolina Bankers. Oh, what's the mascot? It's the just Carolina. a money sign <laughs> or a guy in a sad job with money signs in his eyes. Oh, <laughs> the mascot is really like. We just lost all the bankers on our podcast. Oh no, <laughs> bankers, come back! <laughs> we love you, and you have some money. So patreon.com machine. The Carolina Bankers were infamous for luring ships to a treacherous bank where it would then wreck. Is that the kind of banker that they mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm mildly disappointed. <laughs> and then once it, it wrecked on the bank, the pirates would kill everyone and loot everything. Ooh, goodness. Okay. Ease peace. Well, they've got a system. Yeah. Okay, so the idea is that they, they lured... They lured the ship through some sort of either distrust call... Or... And then did what with the boat? If they bring it, run it ashore, right? Like, do they burn? They they burn. They kill everyone. And they burn it. They could have burned it. Pushed they... it back out to sea, I guess, and then sink it. That's a scarier thing because I think that if you push it back out to sea, there's more of a chance that why have we not found any piece of this boat? It would it would it would have floated for a while. Unless you weigh it down with that's true shit. They or blow it up like blow they... it to. They could, have, they could have taken it and used, used parts for stuff. True, true, That's true, a possibility. true, true, true. Um, a June 23rd, 1820 article in the New York Advertiser reported, a June 23rd, 1820 article in the New York Advertiser reported that Jean de Fargues and Robert, and Robert Johnson, uh, privateers aboard the Patriot, had confessed to taking over the Patriot two or three days into the journey and trapping everyone in the hold, stealing their valuables, and then sinking the boat. Question. How did they confess to this that they're missing? They they survived. Oh. These two people. Do we know for sure they were on the ship? Wait, I missed something. Want me to say it again for you? Yeah. An 
June 23rd, 1820 article in the New York Advertiser reported that Jean Defargas and Robert Johnson, privateers aboard the Patriot, had confessed taking over the Patriot two or three days into the journey, trapping everyone in the hold, stealing their viables, and then sinking the boat. Okay, and so there were escaping. survivors. Do we know, do we have like a manifest of the crew prior? Like, do we know that they were definitely on the ship or do they just claim to be on the ship? Yeah, I don't, I don't, huh. I don't, I don't That's know. That's crazy. Okay, I'm, I'm fine. That's just excited by the craziness of that. So the men, so here's the thing though. The, there's a bunch of details that contradict their account. Right, okay. The men said the weather had remained calm for three days and that wasn't true. Okay. Fact. They also claimed the Patriot had left from Charleston when it departed from Georgetown. Fact. Huh. So it just didn't seem <laughs> so to be they correct. did not do this. They're wrong. It's a right. lie. It's not true. That, I believe, of all the theories, yeah. got to be tossed out into the trash. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Because if they were on the Patriot, they would have been, I don't know. I just don't buy that they would have, they would have been interrogated like hell yeah. for where the frack did this place, you know, the ship go. Another confession was made by Benjamin F. Burdick known also as Old Frank, who on his deathbed said that he had made Theodosia Burr Alston walk the plank. Oh. His story has a ton of holes in it, though. Um, the biggest one is that he said that Theodosia was clutching a Bible before she descended into the sea without a murmur. But there's one important fact in that. What's that? Theodosia was not religious at all. Oh. Aaron Burr was notoriously not religious, mm-hmm. and he passed that on to Theodosia as well. Okay. So She's there, not clutching a Bible. No Bible. So automatically, the minute you said that she was clutching a Bible, we were like, no. No. Wrong. That's wrong. Okay. So not that. So don't worry, though. The wild theories are just getting started. Really? Yeah. Good so God. some said that Aaron Burr desired the captain's wife. Oh. Wait, that Aaron Burr... Aaron Burr... Desired the captain's wife. Desired the captain's wife. Um, And so he encouraged the crew to commit mutiny on the journey, not knowing Theodosia would be on board. Oh, I was going to say, what the fuck? And they they (laughs) mutinized and mutinized? Mutinied. They mutinied and killed his daughter and his friend. Um, In fact... So this is a wild thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you're saying to yourself, self, certainly that that was just like hearsay. Right. The Charleston Daily Courier in the 1850s would write about it. We had it from an old and distinguished citizen of Charleston, now no more. Burr, in his many intrigues, compassed the ruin of the wife of the captain of the coaster between New and Charleston. Mm-hmm. To remove the captain, Burr corrupted the sailors to mutiny and destroy him. On the outward voyage, no opportunity offered, and the execution of the plan was deferred till the return trip. Unfortunately, on this very vessel, his daughter took passage. Her fate was awful, retribution upon her abandoned father. So this was written in the 1850s, right after, like, apparently this old, old Hank, old Frank dies. That's fascinating. I don't... So many things would have to happen for that to happen, right? Like, Burr... Would have to play more of a key in all this. Mm-hmm. And the sailors would have to be idiots to then say, you know what? This is Theodosia Burr. We're just we're just gonna kill her along the because he really he really wants the wife. He doesn't care about the daughter so much. We're just we're just gonna just gonna kill everybody. Yeah. That seems unlike. Unlikely. This is a wild one. And mostly not love most likely not true. 
but it's out there in the world. An even more outlandish theory suggests that Theodosia willingly sailed off into the sunset with another man, leaving her world behind. Oh. But again, there's no real evidence for this, especially when we consider that through all of their troubles and even the death of a child, Theodosia and Joseph Allison seem to never have stopped loving each other. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So I agree with that. No. Who would she have sailed off with? And where is everybody else? What do I know? That's yeah. why it's bull. There are also a few creepy theories. Okay. The first is set at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Okay. Where there is a mysterious grave belonging to a, quote, female stranger. According to Lar, a man and woman arrived in Alexandria in 1816. The woman was very sick. And when a doctor was summoned, the couple would not answer any questions about their identity. The women died soon after, and some believe the couple was Theodosia Burr-Alston and Dr. Green. Oh, what were they doing in the interim? Like, what, what were they doing between the, the disappearance and showing up? Maybe perhaps the ship did wreck and they, they found oh. their way there. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. That's real weird. That's super weird. But the most mysterious account is the story behind the Nags portrait. Who? The Nags portrait. The Nags? Like someone's nagging you? No. We'll see. All right. The story goes that in 1869, a Dr. William Poole was called in to treat a poor fisherman's elderly wife who was near death. A lot of women dying today. The doctor offered what treatments he could see to ease the woman's pain, but there was little else he could do for her. The fisherman was so grateful but had little money. Instead, he produced an unusually fine oil portrait of a young woman and asked if the doctor would accept it as payment. Shocked at finding such a valuable piece of art in the poor man's house, Dr. Poole asked the fisherman how he'd come by it. The fisherman told the doctor that many years ago, a young woman had drifted ashore in a rowboat near Nag's Head. The woman had no memory of who she was or where she was from, and the only item in her possession was the fine portrait which would not allow to be moved from her grasp. The members of the village cared for the young woman and nursed her back to health. Eventually, she settled down in the isolated community and the fisherman had taken her as his wife. The portrait that had been the only evidence of her past life, whatever that may have been, had hung in their small, small cottage ever since. The doctor said he would gladly accept the painting as payment. But upon hearing this, the old woman rose out of bed saying, quote, It's mine. You shall not have it. I am on my way to visit my father in New York. Ooh. The old woman seized the portrait and ran into the waves. Oh. She was never seen again. But the next day, the portrait floated back onto the beach. William Poole's family kept the portrait and told the story for years. Now called the Nags Head Portrait of Theodosia Burr, the unsigned 18 by 20 inch work is believed to have been done by well-known painter John Vanderlyn. The painting can be seen at the Lewis Walpole Library in Yale University. Oh. I'll give you, a, I'll post this on the social medias, but I'll give you a sense of. Oh, so so this, this is, is like legit portrait. Yeah, this is Theodosia. Uh-huh. Yeah, fact. And this is the Nags Head Portrait. Can I see Theodosia again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now Nags? Damn. Like strikingly resemble yeah. And um, yeah. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. I find that the most plausible somehow. Yeah? I don't know why. I just do. Because it's really freaking weird for the fisherman to end up with Theodosia's portrait otherwise. What do you think happened then? That she 
she. You believe this story? Yeah, that's what the I'm saying. I, I, I would buy. I buy this one. That something happened to the boat. Something happened to the boat. Everyone's, you know, by sheer luck, she floats ashore. And well, she didn't float ashore. She 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 found a boat. It was an, it was oh, a she was boat. in a boat. She was in a lifeboat. She like, comes out of a, like in a rowboat in the okay. sea. So she comes out of a rowboat in the sea. Uh, is she? Um, do we know if she's unconscious when found? No, in she, she, she's fully she's, conscious. She, she sails, I believe, on the boat. Okay, so we have two options. One, but she has no memory. But she has no of memory, who she is. which is why until it's all of a crazy. sudden later she has a memory of. Well, of the something. brain is weird. That's true. Um, I could see one her truly having amnesia. Two, she was already having weird hallucinations, and like some, so there she was having episodes before boarding that boat, right, Theodosia. So, so maybe it's it's gone to its most. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, there's a medical term that I don't like. Most most disconnected end, right? Like from you know, have sort of completely shut down from her previous traumas in life. And is now amnesiac and taking on a new persona, or and I'm going to introduce a new wild one to this. Oh, mix. hit us with a new theory. This this is the Christina Marinelli theory, brand new to the world. Theodosia kills everyone on the ship for fun or whatever, sinks, burns the ship down, how whatever you want, and takes a lifeboat. And as she floats towards shore, it's like, oh shit, I need a new need a cover story. And she has amnesia. She says. Oh, so you think the so Doja just went crazy and, and, and you're murdered co- everyone? Whoa! Well, we've been thinking of her as the victim, and she perpetrated the crime. So you think she murders everyone on the boat? I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. I don't know that I really believe it. Well, you heard it here, folks. Christina Marinelli of the New York Mystery Machine believes in her hot take that Theodosia Burr goes batshit crazy, murders everyone on the boat, and then ends up. Yeah, with, with her this portrait. Theory, with the portrait, the yeah. portrait theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she needs a cover story. So she's an amnesiac. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just have this beautiful portrait with me. This is the most insane theory. I've, I've read some weird ass theories on this show so far about this. And I think yours is the most insane theory. Happy I almost believe. I almost believe the other one's one of the <laughs> You literally have successfully made the weird one sound very sane. <laughs> I don't know how you did I can't it. believe I'm the first person to come up with the idea that Theodosia is a mass murderer. Surely someone else has thought. No? No, Adam? Do you think Theodosia is a mass murderer? Right in the show, if you also <laughs> think. Press one if you think Theodosia is a mass murderer. <laughs> what really happened is probably, likely, more boring than mass any murder. of the theories. Um, Cape Hatteras was a difficult stretch of water to sail. Mm. Um, and a storm was rolling in on the journey as we as there was plenty of evidence of. So many suspect that the ship was caught in that storm, capsized somewhere off the off, off North Carolina's coast, killing all on board. Right. So you're saying to yourself, but Adam, what about the wreckage? What about the wreckage, Adam? Well, technically, given the right conditions, it is possible for there to be little to no wreckage. Um, rough seas can yeah. destroy a lot of wreckage and then really disperse a lot of it out to like all corners of the of the, of the ocean. Right. You know? um, but again, I think no wreckage from a full boat is a bit hard to mm-hmm. believe. Um, I think I have a picture of the boat here. I wonder if anyone's done dive. I mean, I'm sure there's been dives in the area, but I'll I wonder if anyone's like actually like tried to try to find, find it. Find or or like the the supposed uh, cargo or or whatever. You know, like something that would even if bits of 
would drift off into the the unknown. Like there are things that sink more rapidly. Yeah, might absolutely. Settle more quickly. So, I mean, it's a wooden boat. I mean, that's also a thing too. It's not like yeah. it's it's not like the Titanic, right? Right. Like it's right. a wooden boat in the seven made in the seventeen hundreds. I mean, we've got wooden boats from the Bronze Age, though. It's true. Underwater. It's true. Um, fascinating. And because this is a, a spooky podcast, mm. we have to throw a ghost story in there. A ghost? It's a quickie. Um, legend has it that um, around around this spot, Theodosia's ghost, eternally chased by three pirates on the shore of Bald Head, um, some versions even say the pirates are headless. And in most sightings, Theodosia is dressed in... White. All white. <laughs> uh, the outfit is to have um, slipped... It's it's supposed to be the outfit she slipped in before the pirates made her walk the plank. Right. So that only goes to the theory that she um was she she walked the plank with that that other earlier theory. Quick quick note is that the pirates are sometimes headless. Yes. Now why would they be headless, Adam? Because the Indonesian couple. Yeah, yeah, she did, and then she chopped their head off. <laughs> Figure it out, guys. <laughs> My word. I can't believe we're leaving the show with the with the, with the <laughs> hottest take being Theodosia went crazy and, and killed everybody. Your your Halloween costume this year should be crazy Theodosia. Crazy Theodosia. Oh man! And just she's like just murmuring, "Hey Theodosia," <laughs> with a creepy portrait in my hand. <laughs> I have this pirate's head. <laughs> when they try to make me walk the plank. I cried and cut out their heart. (laughs) (laughs) Done. This is what I'm doing for Halloween. I'm crazy, Theodosia. (laughs) Um, If you have theories, theories, (laughs) Ted, (laughs) if you have theories about uh, what happened to Theodosia, feel free to share it. And, And where can they share it? They can share it by, uh, well, you can always write them the comments of any of our posts. They can email them to us. You can message us. Or more importantly, here's the idea. You want to go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever it is that you use that is Apple-based, and drop us a five-star review and, uh, you know, tippity-tap-tap-tap, which is what keyboards sound like in my mind. Exactly like That's that, Adam. keyboarding. <laughs> And uh, you can follow us on our socials mm-hmm. at NY Mystery Machine on Facebook and Instagram and at NY Mysteries on the Twitter. And don't forget to check out the Patreon. And check out the Patreon. We have a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, October, we already have released a little sampling of what that cool playlist will be like. Don't miss your playlist. Yeah. And I think Christina, in theory, has been compiling this this book list that I, I keep talking about. And it's so beautifully formatted. Because, You're not going to yeah. be- even believe it. AJA style all the way. I don't even know what that means. American Journal of Archaeology. They have their own style guide, and I think it's the most efficient. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't realize Rude! Didn't realize you were talking about it. Meanwhile, I had you read a letter from, from <laughs> Theodosia Bird to Dolly, to Dolly Madison. I should talk. Um, And that and, and there you have it, though, folks. That is, that is today's mystery. Um... Theodosia goes missing and never comes back, and it's a, it's something that we never talk about, and it's crazy how important she is in terms of kind of like history in general. 
Um, she's kind of the reason Burrs are able to come back to the country. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and you know, one of those, honestly, just like Hamilton's like history, another bit of history of America that was kind of lost, and this one legitimately lost to the sea. So, wow. Wow. um, fascinating. But um, you know, we'll we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week with a new with an all new episode. Um, and yeah, we're, we're just plugging along. Thank you for, for everyone who's been, who's been, uh, giving us those comments. Thank you for all the support you've been giving. Um, ideally by the time this comes out, I'd be thanking people for, for being our patrons. Yep. And, um, and, uh, somebody write an even more insane theory to make mine look plausible. And fan art. We still want that fan art. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I would. Ted and Theodosia. Ted and Theodosia. Theodosia. Murdering, murdering everyone. everyone. <laughs> Too dark? Too dark, maybe. Too macabre. Too macabre. But also, if you wanna. The face that Christina's making right now <laughs> is not comfortable for anybody. <laughs> With that being said, uh, I've been Adam Mace. I've been Christina Marinelli. And thank you ever so much for taking a ride on board the New York Mystery Machine. <laughs>